Welcome to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all-natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. Well, good morning. It's nice to be with you. Absolutely nice. It is, I have to say, it's definitely nippy out. Currently, we're sitting at about minus seven in Bozeman. I am drinking uh, my my bulletproof coffee, so just to make sure the brain is working adequately. And I was reading that uh, there is actually silicon caffeine, so I'm going to talk to Bert Golding about that this morning. If I am drinking actually a little bit of silica, it may not be the best absorbable form, but at least according to some of the information I have, there is silica in it. We're talking today about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. Have the experts on the program. Let them share their knowledge, their research, a book they've written, or books they have written. Just experience they share with all of us, the listeners. Yes, I am the host, but I'm also learning. I'm taking notes doing the show so that I can recall some of the things that have been said. If you have any questions about the show today, the topics, as always, we're not here to diagnose, treat, or cure. Please, folks, as we share information, it's all about the passion that we share with you and the the information and some entertainment that we'd like to share with you as well. So please, if you have any questions, contact the guest after the program, contact your own physician, or find out more information about all this good info on the internet or in reputable publications. I just appreciate you tuning in today. Stay warm. Bert Golding, he is a he's junior. There must be a senior there somewhere. Bert Golding Jr. is a clinical nutritionist and managing director of the Positive Nutrition Institute. He has been involved in the natural food and supplement community since 1980 and is currently studying for his Doctor of Naturopathy degree. Bert has dedicated himself to supporting and strengthening thousands of independent health food stores and natural practitioners. His lectures, training seminars, and radio show interviews are based on the 99% success rating of his complete pH balancing protocol. Bert and his family call Sunny Southern California home. Bert, absolute pleasure to have you back on the show. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jacobus. Wow. That was a little bit of silence. It's fun that we had a chance to talk about it during the break. But it's good to have you on. And uh, last night, you and I chatted a little bit. And we have, again, a full agenda, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good stuff that that we can... uh, uh, talk about and and uh, hopefully some of it will will be just exactly what uh, the listeners are looking for yeah that's a good point i know that we want to discuss silica and there is truly a lot going on with that uh the more i read about it uh the the more incredible this mineral is but I was going to ask you, is there anything else specifically that you've been working on this uh, since we last talked in July? Anything else exciting, happening, uh, visits that you've had, people you've talked to, um, reports that you have gotten back from people working with your protocols? Um, a lot of very, very exciting things are happening. Uh, 
we I work with a lot of uh, healthcare practitioners across the country, you know, talking and consulting and going back and forth, spending some time. Just recently, yeah, uh, I was I came across a, an amazing chiropractor that's uh, doing things on a national scale. Yeah, and he was talking about uh, the success he's been doing by by doing his chiropractic techniques in a inside of a hyperbaric chamber. Huh. And uh, so that's, you know, there's always new stuff that uh, that is coming about. Every, every single month there's something pretty exciting that's going on. How, how about you? What's What's uh, been going on? I, I, I got to be in your store this yeah. last summer, and that yes. was wonderful. Oh, thank you. That was really great. I, I really appreciated it that you, you made that trip to us. It was kind of a, um, you were on your way to Billings, I think. And you decided to make an extra stop in Bozeman, and I really appreciate that. That was very nice. Um, otherwise, as far as changes are concerned or different things, it it always amazes me, Bird, the um, the openness that I feel from people who come in the store and share what they're suffering from, what they're fighting the pain and aches that they have been going through either recently or in the last five, six years, I often find that when when somebody said that they have been dealing with some issue that, as far as they know, about six, seven years, and you ask them what happened about seven or eight years ago, that there is always this one significant event that happened that has brought back a certain sadness. There was loss of a loved one, an animal. They had to move to another town, or in this case, Bozeman. Uh, loss of jobs, financial issues, as I mentioned, divorce. So there's something significant happened in the system, but because you have to go to bed at night and you wake up the next morning and you got to keep going, many of these feelings are not always able to be shared and expressed with others because those who are close to you have a similar experience. They know exactly what you're talking about and they may not be the perfect help to talk to, to share with. And I find that therefore the feelings, the true feelings are pushed to the back burner and are not you know, properly processed. And the body keeps the score. There is a there is a Dutch scientist, Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote a book, The Body Keeps the Score. And what happens is over time, these mental, emotional feelings that have not been properly processed at the time, which is totally understandable, will anchor themselves somewhere in your body. And often they come out when it's time to come out, when all of a sudden your body is getting a little bit of a break, many times people go on vacation and they get sick while they're on vacation. They finally can rest and relax, and then they start having issues. So all of a sudden, years go by, and all of a sudden it seems that the body says, okay, now I can tell you that I'm really wiped, and really I got to work through this grieving, through this pain, and it picks a part of the body that is that is weak, maybe the weakest part, and it hence ends up coming through that body part. If it's the joints, 
lower back, lungs, heart, um, colon, intestines. These are often the organs that show it very quickly or skin. People, things come out through the skin. And so I just am always fascinated by the stories and how it expresses itself through symptoms that we start feeling on a daily basis. And so because we don't always stand still and think about this bird, we end up going, okay, well, I got a full agenda. I don't have time for this. So we go see a physician and hope that one visit is going to cure the problem. And that's obviously, as we both know, and many listeners know, that's usually usually not the case. So is there a place for a doctor? Sure. If you have something specific going on and you need to, you need to move and you need to get some medication to deal with it, that's one thing. But there will come a point where you will have to relax and find time for your body for healing. And so it's a long-winded story here. I didn't want to take up your time. But for me, those are things that I discover more and more in the openness of people who come in and visit and talk that uh, there is there is unresolved pain, grief, sadness, emotional things that have happened in life that are finally coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful thing that you're talking about because uh you know, so many times uh, when I work with people as a clinical nutritionist, I am looking at, you know, how to balance their uh, supplements and their foods and their water and their sunshine and sleep and all these different inputs. And uh, it's really not um, something that I've spent a lot of time on is what kind of trauma or what kind of... Uh, um, toxic emotions or emotional imbalances, and we're all dealing with it. So I'm, I appreciate you saying that. A lot of times uh, I know that it's there, but I refer people to, to go work with somebody else. But sometimes all they need is someone that will listen. Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, and, and, and you're really good at that. I can, I can see people coming in kind of opening up with that, especially when you ask that question, what happened at the time that all of these uh, physical symptoms started? Yeah, uh, yeah or, or I, what happened before. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's really important. I've seen that uh, um, three years ago. Um, my uh, wife lost lost her mother, and she had um, her father had passed away when she was eleven years old. So her mom was getting uh, up there almost uh, eighty seven, and she came to live with us, and we were taking care of her. And it was nice that she was with us when she passed away. But yeah. you know. During all these three years, it's had a, a big effect. So it's just just what you had talked about. Yeah. Whether and and her mom was dealing with the fact that she had uh, um, lost a, a pet that she had had a, a dog that she'd had for seven or eight years. So she was dealing with that. And so yeah, everyone is dealing with the losses. Yes. Or not dealing with it, which is what you just said. You know, getting so busy that they don't stop and deal with it, but still the body shows those uh, signs and symptoms. So I, I think what you're talking about is very, very important. Yeah, uh, thank you. And that is why I also tell people, yes, I have a supplement store, but it is not. The supplements are a tool that can help you and accelerate the healing part. But the, it, we have to be open enough to find time for parts that we don't always see, such as the emotions and such as the spiritual or the mental. We, uh, we experience the physical very easily, but there are other parts that need to be balanced with all this as well. 
and talking about balance and talking about nutrients and talking about how the body uses whatever is the weakest link it's it will at some point come out and start to affect us and then do we take the time to find healing and i find those who often do not find the time because they're so busy and their agenda is so full eventually that screaming of the body is eventually going to turn into something very chronic that is a lot harder to fix and we end up with people living a short quality of life and die a long death instead of people who live a long quality of life and die a short death. <laughs> That's well put. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that uh, one of the biggest things, um, at least in, in uh, past times, maybe not currently, is that uh, a person that goes into the hospital, the first thing you're doing is, is you're not, uh, I mean, you're just having to rest. I mean, they don't have people yeah. standing up in rooms in the hospital. They have them lying down in a bed. And if a person will not take the time to uh, deal with health problems, then eventually the body makes it so that we have to take the time. Um, well, that's true. And, uh, you know, part of that is always what I enjoy talking with you about because you, your information is so well-rounded. You are talking to so many people. You've been in this industry since 1980. You have seen so many people. You travel around the country. Uh, it's like you said, your focus has always been the independent health food stores and the, the health practitioners who want to work with you. So your your focus is somewhat focused. And it's not that you're scattered all the way around, but in order for you to reach the people, you you travel a lot and you give seminars and you connect with those. And I think, therefore, that the way that you approach health has definitely changed because of the feedback you get from either the people you talk to or, let's say, in the case of professionals or or stores because people want to learn from what you have learned and at the same time you're learning from what they have already experienced and simply share with you. So it must be exciting for you to, to have seen the changes in the industry in the last almost 40 years for you that uh, – uh, we have really come a long way. I've been in the industry since 1994, but I started going in 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 health food, I should say, and and work at a health food store in Amsterdam. That was back in 1980. And you know, you do the best you can with what you have. But my goodness, we have seen an industry that grows, that has grown tremendously, and that is able to address so many different health issues. It is a fascinating time. To be alive, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I feel like I learn more from the people that I uh, um, get to meet as I've gone all over the country to do classes. I learn more from them than, than they do from me because there's so many uh, professionals. And it's just, you know, sometimes uh, I set aside time to go to other presentations and seminars and lectures um, and... I get very, very excited about, about what I learn about. Um, yeah, there is yeah. a lot of information. That's one reason why I do the show uh, every week about a different topic, because there is so much research uh, going on. Next week, I'm going to have a doctor back, a PhD. He is uh, 79, I think, and he is still just going strong. He told me yesterday he's working on his manuscript, 
And I go, man, you know, most people are just laying on the beach, you know, sipping pina coladas. But he is just, <laughs> he is just working on his studies, and he wants to come on again next week. He's been doing cancer research for forty-five years plus. Um, he travels a lot. He still goes to China or Japan and work works with scientists over there. And he is working with uh, black raspberry extract. And that, to me, is just fascinating when you think about these little pieces of fruits. But they have such a super high antioxidant content. And he's been doing work in the lab just see how it affects uh, cancer cells. But he says there is all there is new research coming out in, in immunotherapy. And to me, it's like, wow, you know, it's just fascinating because all the different aspects of health – People who are working in the health field who are passionate about it, they want to sh- they, they want to find hey this was a good idea let's research this let's find out what's going on, and to me that is just expanding the whole field of health. It would just be great that or it would be great if people could actually say you know wow I I need to be more alert and I have to make better choices in my life about how I live. And and take care of this amazing body that I that I live in, and so for me to have people like that last week, we talked about sleep disorders, and fascinating just to hear how the brain works and how the hormones work and 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 the sleep issues that come up and the medications that work and don't work and the, the natural things that work and don't work, and to me it's just I'm sitting here and I'm just totally enjoying myself. I can tell. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Well, you know, as you were talking about this, I thought, um, you know, I was, a few years ago, I was invited to uh, be a speaker um, out in Florida, and I did this a couple of times, at the um, International Association of Cancer Victors and Friends. So I love the fact that they don't call themselves cancer survivors. They call themselves cancer victors. They have the victory. Yeah. And yet, for anyone that's uh, been through uh, cancer and um, has been the victor and uh, it's gone into remission or it's, it's gone away, the number one uh, fear that they have is that it's going to come back. And so yes. as I would go and talk to them about pH balancing and the fact that when you're uh, pH balance in the clear fluids of your body. So as measured on a fasting saliva test that you do once a week, when you're truly in the healing range, just slightly alkaline, yes, uh, that uh, is an area in which cancer will not come back. But as I was there, there were other people speaking, and it was just fascinating to um, to learn from the other speakers as I was waiting for, for my turn at this conference. Oh, and uh, it was really exciting because one of the people was talking about uh, how we ended up having so much uh, iceberg lettuce as a salad before meals, um, you know, in our families or in restaurants. And the fact that uh, before the iceberg lettuce was hybrid to be the way it is now, it was one of the most potent herbs for preparing the digestive juices huh. for a meal. Huh. And yet, it's just so nice to have somebody who's really gotten into this and researched it, because most people will say, oh, you know, don't eat iceberg lettuce, it has no benefits, and you should only eat dark green leafy lettuce, and you hear all yeah. of these different uh, approaches, and when you finally realize, okay, preparing the Bert, Bert the we got to go. Hold on a second. got to take a quick break. Folks, we'll be right back with Bert Golding. Stay tuned, please. 
Now, you were talking about, I had to cut you off, you were talking about lattice, uh, about the iceberg lattice that is used and actually uh, lately more in restaurants and that it is actually very good for the digestive juices to get going. Yes, and and I know um, today we're talking about the importance of silica. That's what we're going to get going on, Jacobus. And, you know, when it comes to uh, lettuces and spinach and all the good things that are um, really, really high in nutrients and... Uh, um, you know, just really something we should be having, all the good salads. Uh, they're not a good source of silica, but they are of the other nutrients. When, when we want to get silica into our body, and most people are, are not even aware of the importance of silica, but it's, uh, it's one part uh, silicon and two parts oxygen. So it's like a living, uh, breathing silicon. Yeah. And it's in all living things. So there's no such thing as a, a uh, biologically living cell from the smallest plant cell to the to animal cells to the most complex human cell that can survive without silica. So it's absolutely essential to life. You take away the silica and the, the cell dies. Um, so to get that in, some of the foods that we're just not getting enough of would be like raw cabbage coleslaw. Now, cabbage is, as you know, is very different from lettuce. It has uh, sure. that structure, and yep. it turns out that silica is higher in things that have more crunch to it, um, you know, whether it's uh, Brazil nuts, uh, high in silica, uh, brown rice instead of white rice, uh, potatoes, things that uh, have more structure, and especially things that grow really tall. Out of all of the trees, the trees that have the highest amount of silica would be the uh, sequoia trees that will grow up to a height of 400 or 500 feet tall. So really? if you have a pet and they're out in the springtime or the summer in the yard and they're chewing on the tall grass in your yard, that is an indication that that animal is low in silica. Interesting. It, 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 oh. it would be the tall grass in the yard. So when yeah. we're talking about getting enough foods... Uh, for a person that has brown rice seven days a week, um, that means they're going to be approaching the amount of silica that the body needs. Yes. But this uh, silicon dioxide in the body is used for cleaning up a lot of the pollution that we're exposed to. That's one of the most important things from this essential trace mineral. Yeah, I, I um, decided to... Um copy the periodic table of elements because I was so fascinated with that. I, you know, when, when I listened to stories and, and especially when I was listening to you, it all makes a lot of sense. But once you grab that periodic table, just to how these minerals are all connected with each other and how they are all positioned in a way in nature so that they can do the job they need to do. It was so fascinating to me to see that. And I know when I look at the periodic table, uh, maybe you can explain to people a little bit. And I know for those who are listening to the radio, you may not know exactly what we're talking about, but there is something called the periodic table of elements. And it has all the minerals on it that you have. But they're positioned in a way where there is the, it, some of them have an effect on the one to the left or the right or up or down. Is that correct, Bert? Yes, yeah, that's very true. And so when you look at the two components that make up silica, which is silicon, number 14 on the periodic table. Correct. And it's, it's uh, right next to aluminum. And so if you have 
enough silica, which is the silicon and the oxygen, it helps uh, push aluminum out of the body, which is very, even though it's a light uh, metal rather than a heavy metal, it's very, very toxic to the body, especially to the brain. Mm. And the oxygen component of silica helps block the fluoride because if fluoride gets into the brain tissue, it starts to dissolve and melt the brain tissue. Now, is that fluorine or fluoride? Uh, fluorine oh, is number nine. Yeah, I see but, it. But uh, so, wh- how or, come how come one works to the left and one works to the right? In this case, I'm looking at silicon, and the number thirteen is aluminum. So that is to the left of it. Phosphorus is to the right. Uh, right. Does it have any effect on the one? Next to it, on the other end, yes, it it uh, um, it has to do with the size. Okay. So the way it's arranged on the is the size of the atom, and so uh, obviously aluminum can fit into everywhere that uh, silicon will fit, as far as spaces okay. in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, oxygen, being number eight, can fit into um, everywhere that fluorine, which is number nine, can go in the body. Okay. So when you have uh, silicon um, and phosphorus, yes, it does affect both of them, but it's what we call the theory of substitution and displacement, okay. meaning that the body will substitute what it, what it is missing with something that is approximately the same size and weight so that it can be a placeholder inside the body. Mm. Now, I know that okay. this is kind of a, a deep subject maybe to be talking about on the radio, but it's it's a really important to understand that to block arsenic, which is 33 yes. in the elements, yeah. that one of the best things you can do and get at the health food store is selenium, which is 34. I see it. So yes. if a person doesn't have enough selenium in their body, then they're going to store more arsenic, which is just not helpful for the body at all. Wow. 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 Okay. So when once we understand that, now when it when you're talking about that's, side to side in the rows, when you talk about in the columns on the table, then it means that you've got that same thing. Silicon is number 14, is in the same column as tin, which is number 50, and lead, which is 82. So if you get enough silica, it's going to help block tin and lead and help push that out. Now, as far as carbon and germanium, who are just above and below the silicon, uh, what does it do to that? It doesn't push it out, does it? Um, it, uh, it blocks it from being in excess. I mean, again, okay. you, you don't want an excess of carbon in your body. And mm-hmm. with germanium, it's just what people would use uh, to try to accomplish the same purpose because it has some effect in blocking arsenic, okay. and it has some effect, uh, probably a greater effect in blocking tin because it's so close to tin on the table. Yes. So, you know, we, we need a, a variety of things. I know the last time we uh, talked here on your show, we were talking about the importance of, of zinc and silver and yes. uh, selenium and yeah. iodine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, iodine is in the same column as bromine, chlorine, and fluorine, but because it's heavier, it's number 53, it's, it's a heavier uh, atom, it's able to block more of the bromine, chlorine, and fluorine. I and see. so everything is competing. If you get lead in your body, it's going to block some of your silica. Sure, sure, um, sure. But, but if you get enough silica... So it's what you're putting in the body, and if you're deficient or if you're starving yourself of certain elements that are absolutely important to run the body, the body will use a substitution yeah. until you can get the real thing. Mm. You know, so okay, very if, interesting. If you, 
Yeah, if, if you don't have enough silica in your brain, then the body will actually um, invite the aluminum and it'll actually let it pass through the blood-brain barrier to take up the empty spots in the brain cells just so the brain keeps the same shape and it doesn't collapse. Yes. Otherwise, you would have a, a brain that looks more like a Frisbee than a, than a, a softball. <laughs> yeah. And so in order to, it'll do that, but just until you get what's really supposed to be there, which is the silica, and then it comes back in. In the case of people with uh, brain disorders, even like uh, Alzheimer's, um, you know, it's because there have been connections broken because the brain changes shape. Uh, imagine that you have um, uh, you have memories that are connected to where you can access in your brain, and then the brain starts to flatten out. Yes, it stretches those connections, and eventually they're broken, and then you can't access that memory. You know you have the memory, and so to, to have that structure in the body, silica is one of the most important things for structure. It's important for the structure of bones and of teeth. It's important for the structure of um, ligaments and tendons. Uh, that's one of the uh, things that with a woman who has a prolapsed uterus, meaning that the, uh, the tendons and ligaments are not holding the uterus and the bladder into the proper position in oh, the lower see. abdomen. Oh, my goodness. You, you can trace that back to a lack of silica, and as much as the body would love to keep the structure there so that things don't sag or, or uh, anything on the body where it's sagging, Yes is indicating that there's a lack of collagen, and collagen can't be formed without silica. So I have to tell you, Jacobus, that uh, if you had gone back maybe eight or nine years ago and asked me about silica, I just didn't know enough about it to get excited about it at all. Yeah. I remember at the time thinking, okay, yeah, I know that super silica as a liquid supplement where you put the drops in your drinking water and you drink that and you're getting more silica um, that way than, than with any other supplementation. I knew that it had been around since 1958, but I just was not, I, I couldn't appreciate how important it was. Yes. And the more that I've been reading this, um, there's a book written by uh, Dr. Uh, Edward Lemo, Ph.D., called Silica, and it has over six, uh, uh, references to over 60 studies on silica. But as I started reading about how long people have known how important it is, I'm just, I'm Again, couldn't believe that I didn't know about it, but I, I just don't think it's taught in schools. I don't think anybody realizes that it's one of the most important elements in the human body. Yeah, and I more and more I read about it and talking with you, uh, I realize indeed that this could be a connection point. It's not just good for connection, but it is a connection point for more minerals to be working better in the system. And, and to me, that is uh, something that I was not aware of. But that is uh, really wonderful. Now, I have, uh, folks, you listen to Gesundheit with Jacobus, my guest, Bert Golding, with Positive Power Nutrition. And we are discussing today all kinds of health stuff. But the, the main focus is silica, the, uh, the effect that silica has on our entire body. And it is absolutely going to be fascinating. I promise you that. Because once we start talking about the different parts of the body that depend on silica. And if you do not take care of that, how your body starts to deteriorate layer by layer. It's absolutely fascinating. I have uh, somebody on the phone, and I will get to the guest on just a moment. But there is a question on the text line that came in through first. It says, what is Bird's opinion of using diatomaceous earth? Human grade. 
Um, I think it's wonderful. It, it's not a way to get absorbable silica into each individual cell, but it, the diametaceous earth is larger particles of silica that when it goes through the, uh, the large intestine, it is able to, I think, more effectively clean the walls of the colon than um, any of the other, you know, uh, colon cleansers that have been oh, around, like I the see. psyllium husk, much more effective than psyllium husk. I, and if a person is taking diametaceous earth jacobus, I would say that doesn't mean they don't need super silica. We're just talking about different sizes of particles for different purposes. Right, and that is something that we'll highlight uh, more. But that is uh, that is interesting. So what you're saying is the uh, the particle size is such, which we'll discuss, but diatomaceous earth would be a great idea for helping to keep the colon healthy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, they're talking about that that uh, ancient uh, diatoms, which are very, very small uh, plant cells. It said that uh, the deposits of that in the earth is what led to the diametaceous earth, which is made up of skeletons of ancient diatoms. I know. And when you get that and it goes through, I think it's just a lot more gentle cleanse than, say, psyllium husk or other things. It's a great thing to have in the body. There are going to be some small particles of silica in it, but not a lot. But uh, I think that it's just another way of using silica. Yeah. How about bentonite clay? Um. Yeah, I've used that. I th- I'm sure you have, too. Uh, bentonite clay um, does hang on to mercury. It's just hard to find bentonite clay that uh, doesn't already have the mercury content because it's just it just attracts it everywhere, and mercury is everywhere. So that would be so, good for removing mercury, too, then? Yeah, it does. It, it helps mo- remove the mercury if it's not already saturated. So that's the hardest part is to get bentonite clay that is mercury-free is a difficult oh. thing to do. But if you can do that, it's like a sponge for mercury, and, and we're always looking for mercury sponges that will help take it out of the human body. Okay. All right. Well, that is great stuff, Bird. I appreciate those answers. We have a caller patiently waiting. Good morning, caller. What's your name? How can we help you, please? Hey, good morning, Jacobus. Uh, good morning, Bert. Hey, uh, Jacobus, uh, I, uh, you know, I like what you said about the periodic table and uh I've noticed that for a while, looking at the molecular weight yeah. of elements in their symbiotic, you know, relationships. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Jacobus, there was a caller there who was calling specifically about, you know, the types of dementia, specifically Alzheimer's. And, you know, aluminum has been linked, you know, to, as a possible cause of, you know, some of these dementia type of diseases in certain individuals. Yeah. I was wondering if Bert found a link between silica and, you know, since because of its positioning on the periodic table, if he's noticed an improvement in patients who have Alzheimer's and other types of dementia improve, you know, when they take silica, just because aluminum is, you know, one possible link to causing those types of problems. So I'd just like to hear his comments on that, you know, because... It's interesting, fascinating what you're talking about, and uh, there's definitely some kind of, you know, cause and effect link there. But specifically with aluminum, I'd like to hear you guys' comments. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call. Bye bye. Yeah. Well, that's that, really I, interesting. There, there's some very encouraging news on that, and and it's not that recent in my mind. Uh, going back nine years ago, I was made aware of two 
um, scientists that are helping families in Illinois and Michigan, and they're able to take a person no matter how um, advanced the Alzheimer's and completely uh, have them symptom-free in seven months or less. So, And they, they do that by using uh, liquid zeolites, which you can also get at a health food store. And the, the zeolites are formed from uh, a process um, from volcanic ash, and what it does is it creates little cages um, that are made out, out of, uh, you know, minerals, and it will go ahead and help grab uh, mercury, tin, arsenic, lead, aluminum, all these things are captured and taken out of the body, and you're able to excrete it um, either through the colon or through the skin. And so they were able to find out that using the uh, zeolite protocol, which they developed in, until it was very effective, there's really no one that follows that protocol that I know of that huh. still has any Alzheimer's symptoms after seven months. Really? And, yeah, mm. they can be get completely better. Now, these two individuals do not want their name mentioned anywhere because then they won't be able to continue to help families the way they've done because it, it's, a, it's a big industry. The Alzheimer's industry, as you know, um, for an Alzheimer's nursing home, the average cost per month is um, 6000 uh, here wow. in California, can go as high as eight or nine thousand a month wow. for a person to be in an Alzheimer's care facility. Yes. So if yes. you have a person that is completely better in seven months and they're leaving the care facility, that's a huge financial hit for for those kinds of institutions. Wow. So um, you know, but they are they will teach the family members how to do this, and it takes about one hour a day, seven days a week for the seven months. And sometimes the person is totally uh, cleaned up from all those. Uh, uh, heavy metals and the, the light, dangerous metals, the aluminum. What do, you, then, what do you mean, Bird, with uh, one hour a day for seven it, months? What, 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 is, what takes one hour? Well, you're not going to be able to get the liquid zeolites into your family member by just telling somebody at the facility, hey, will you make sure you put these drops in their water? Okay. Um, they're, they're not going to do that. I mean, that would be counterproductive. Um, for them, because they don't want to lose everyone that that's uh, living there, um, oh. so you have to be able to go there, meaning travel there, okay. um, spend the time, make sure the person drinks all of the water with the liquid zeolites. Oh. So there's there's a protocol to, to do that properly. Um, you don't want to just do it without knowing what you're doing, because you don't want the, uh, the the mercury as well as the other things to come out more quickly. But at the end of that time, the reason that I found out about these two scientists is at the end of that time, they said, okay, here's this person's totally symptom-free, Yeah, it, meaning that someone who didn't even know their own name anymore and didn't uh, recognize any of their relatives or friends, now they recognize everyone. Huh. They know their own name. They All their memory is, is restored. I mean, seven months, that's a long time, but that's what it takes to clean up uh, the body and to allow the connections to be reformed uh, in the synapses in, in the brain. Yes. Okay. Yes. So now they're they're back to normal. The only part that's really lost is mm. whatever happened during the time. If they've had Alzheimer's for ten years, then they're not very aware as to what happened during those ten years. Yes. But um, now after that, the reason that I had heard from these two people that were helping helping. Uh, uh, with this tremendous recovery, is they said, you know, we found that within 90 days after they were symptom-free, the uh, Alzheimer's symptoms started to come back. They started to lose ground, oh. and it was like they were going to head into the same 
situation that they were previously. Oh, interesting. And they said the only thing they had found um, was the uh, the liquid ionic silica was the only thing by doing uh, 60 drops of that a day and drinking water was able to prevent the reoccurrence of those original problems. Really? In other words, you, you can get better. You know, you can get over cancer, but then you don't want it to come back. You can get over Alzheimer's, but you don't want it to come back. So what do you have to do to nourish the body? Because if you don't change the underlying habits, have you really made any change? Really? Wow, that is so interesting. So I, I really appreciate that caller with it, calling in. With dementia, um, the difference, I mean, sometimes I know that um, physicians are, are, and I'm not an MD, I, you know, I, do, I don't want to talk out of turn, but I just think that a lot of physicians and scientists will try to lump Alzheimer's and dementia into the same category, and most of the experts that I talk to keep those categories completely separate. For dementia, um, it's, it seems to be more of uh, chemicals from uh, anesthetics, whether a person's had dental anesthesia or so, a- anesthesia for wow. knee replacement, hip replacement, uh, any kind of surgery, is that anyone that's been put under with anesthesia more than three times within a 10-year period um, is a really big candidate for what we call dementia. Wow. And and the, really the real something. term for dementia yeah. um, is uh, polysubstance. Um, uh, wow, I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't use the term that much, but it's yeah. basically. Uh, well, yeah, we'll have to we're get gonna, back to that. We're going to find it during the break here. We have a break coming up, uh, Bert. But that is really interesting, and I think therefore that uh, people sometimes talk so quickly about, oh, I'm going to have some surgery. And you go like, you know, you have somebody going to cut into your body. You got to think about this, you know, because it's not just somebody cutting in. It's also all the preparatory work that needs to be done and the recuperation. It's not that quickly done. So we got to think before we do surgery. But anyway, uh, Bert Golding, my guest this morning, folks, please stay tuned. We have two more hours to go with him. We're going to hit more about the importance of silica and your call. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the program. I just appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, Bird Golding Jr. is my guest this morning. He is the uh, he's a clinical nutritionist and a ma- and managing director of the company Positive Nutrition Institute, involved in the natural food and supplement community since 1980. He's currently studying for his Doctor of Naturopathy degree, which he hopes to finish at some point this summer. Uh, it's amazing, uh, Bert. Good morning to you, by the way. <laughs> good morning. It, it's a more amazing that you are uh, you have that drive with everything else going on in your life to uh, to go through this study because that's quite an intense study. Yes, it is. But it's just fascinating. It's it's amazing. I get it exposed to the uh, um, the thoughts and the writings and the research of some of the most amazing scientists in the last century. Yes. So. That's a good point. Now, you did find the word you were looking for. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That that uh, I don't know why it's such a hard thing for me to remember this word, but uh, uh, dementia is um, more properly known as polysubstance delirium. Yes. 
So it's a poly substance, meaning that there are different uh, substances or drugs, and especially in that and human anesthesia drugs, that if it accumulates in the body, it uh, it causes the the delirium and delirium itself is defined as an acute mental disturbance characterized by confused thinking and disrupted attention, usually accompanied by disordered speech and hallucinations. I had a good friend that went into a a dementia care facility after having uh, more than three surgeries within 10 years, and it accumulated, and it's the, you know, the onset of what they call dementia happened pretty quickly overnight, Literally overnight during Just the middle of the night, he was unreal. he was out uh, running around, and so they put him in a care facility, and he was having pretty regular hallucinations. He was talking about uh, how um, you know his encounters with spacemen from Mars, and that the previous night he had gone on a tour around the galaxy and things like that. And yet, I think that's why they call it a delirium. But but that's yes. that's back to that caller's question about dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And silica is absolutely critical. If you look at any of the pictures online between what a normal brain, comparison of a normal brain and a brain of someone who has Alzheimer's disease, there are just big gaps. I would almost call Alzheimer's emphysema of the brain. <laughs> How interesting. Because yeah. emphysema is all this missing lung tissue. It looks like Swiss cheese in the lungs. And for for that to rebuild, you have to have proper pH balance for a long period of time and enough good nutrients to rebuild the lung cells and the lung tissue. And that's what, uh, at least visually to a non-doctor, that's what it looks like to me. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. I, I got to tell you, folks, uh, Bert Golding, my guest this morning, uh, PositivePowerNutrition.com is the website. I want to let you know that the number in the studio is 406-522-TALK, 522-8255. The text line, 406-266-7617. And I want to let you know that uh, we have a text. Uh, there is somebody who has a text for you. It says, good morning. I just heard Dr. Golding talk about a prolapsed uterus. I have that condition, so I am very interested in reversing that condition if possible is it possible and then as a follow-up uh, where do i obtain an excellent source of what i need so can you are you able to answer that question for this person um yes i have seen it uh, for i mean a, a very very severe prolapsed uterus i won't go into descriptions but I have seen a person that was able to completely uh, recover um, from uh, age, uh, she was in her 50s, and the yeah. uh, prolapse uterus was severe um, after um, probably 11 or 12 pregnancies, and, um, you know, person usually thinks, oh, I'll just go and have the surgery and I'll make everything wonderful, but uh, I was able to help uh, work with that person, and there was a way to completely reverse it. I would say... Anything that, that's worth doing as far as helping your body um, naturally get better is, uh, you know, we were talking about this on the break, Jacobus, uh, that it's going to take a good six months or longer of putting in the hard work. It's not just, oh, take this pill or, or put these drops in your water and everything is, is wonderful in a week. It's going to take six or seven months of hard work. We were talking about that with, with a loved one who has Alzheimer's. Yes. You've got to have daily 
helping the person for six or seven months. Yeah. And don't and in a lot of the um, benefit you're going to see will happen in the last week. So with this woman with the prolapse uterus, she was able to finally get the uterus in such great condition. Uh, it was like the uterus of a 25 year old woman again. Really? So there, it, there, yeah. There, there is a way to do it, but it involves in this case uh, over an hour of of work per day, and you need to to work with a specialist who knows how to do it. So I. With almost anything that a person asks, is it possible to reverse? It is, but when I talk to people about how much work it's going to take, you'd be surprised how many that says, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> I, I mean, it's like they want it. They want it to get better. I'm not saying everyone's this way, but they want to get better. But when they're told that it's going to involve, you know, this hour, hour and a half a day every day for six or seven months, they just decline and say uh, i guess i'm okay i don't need to do that yeah but, but I mean, if you it, know if you know that somebody had success in about six seven months it may actually be an an, an an motivator to say you know what if that is what it takes then i can do that yes and and it really is it, it has to do with balancing the hormones so we're talking about um using some traditional chinese herbs um strengthening things like silica, you need to get that back in there because that's why we originally talked about it, is that you have to have the support, not just... And here's what's interesting. If, if, a, if a woman says, well, for the prolapse uterus, I'm just going to have a hysterectomy, and, and that way I just, you know, get rid of the problem by cutting it out and throwing it away, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not because the same problem that causes that will cause a prolapse bladder. And I'm, what, you can't take out the bladder? I mean, nope. I would hope not. So, I mean, you've got to deal with the underlying cause rather than just saying, you know, it's like a person that says, oh, my gallbladder's giving me problems, so I'll just cut it out and then my life will be wonderful. I know, that's not, right. that's not yeah. That's not the way it works. No. You know, no. I mean, your body needs a gallbladder so much that in uh, um, Chinese medicine and, and Korean medicine, it's one of the uh, 12 uh energy organs that creates energy to run the entire body. One of those 12 is the gallbladder. And yet here in Western medicine, we think it's just disposable. Yes. And so you're taking out, you know, you've got maybe 12 batteries that runs your body and you're going to say, well, I can get by in 11 batteries. You take that out. Yeah. You're going to have some hiccups. Yeah. 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 So where's the next one? I mean, the same thing, a person can survive without a spleen, but that's another one of those, those uh, uh, absolutely essential um, electrical batteries that the, runs the body. Yeah, for the immune system. Yep. So yeah. when you start removing those, you've got less energy and less energy to do the normal functions. Oh, so uh, for the for the person that texts, if they if they are um, interested in that, then I would say Monday through Friday they can call our phone number, which is the eight six six seven two two three seven three three, and. Just uh, let the science team here know that they're calling about uh, prolapsed uterus and get you more information. I mean, uh, there's a lot we could go into now, but it's... Well, she is saying, uh, now where do I find the protocol to fix it? I am willing to do the hard work. So that is <laughs> Good. I, I thought she was. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is that, you know, when a person actually approaches and asks about it, uh, there, there's a good chance that they're willing to put in the work. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah so we'll tell the text person again, the telephone number to call Bird. During the week, he can probably work with you, uh, explain to you the whole protocol, which we don't want to spend time on the whole show right now. It's 866-866-722-3733. 866-722-3733. 
And you can go to positivepowernutrition.com and you see that number over there as well. It's a toll-free number. And then you can get uh, some help that you need. So, well, that is, uh, that's good stuff, uh, Bert. I, um, I know there are possibilities and there is hope. And the body can repair itself. Sometimes we, we, we get hit by an accident and it totally discombobulates our body and our mind. And it may be a long road back. And somehow people are saying, okay, I'm willing to put in the work because this came on so quickly. I was not expecting this and I got to get right back on track. But many people who have seen slow deterioration of tissue have a harder time putting in the work because it has gone so gradually. They don't have that shock effect that woke them up and said, okay, I got to do the work. So it's, um, I, I see your point. I see your point. And uh, these are indeed important uh, elements to think about. Now, I I want to let people know that Bird, Bird's company, Super of uh, uh, <laughs> Power Nutrition, is a, um, a positive power nutrition. I'm so sorry. There is a product that's called Super Silica. Now, I want to... Please, we, we have to talk about this. We're not trying to sell the product. That's not what it is about. We want to explain to you why this product is, number one, very important for the body. Number two, why it is different, superior to other silicas that are out there. And to me, it makes a lot of sense if, Bert, if you can explain that to us because it's it's a... Uh, and I, I want to let our listeners know, sometimes I hear people after the show and say, well, it was just some kind of a paid advertising. Uh, <laughs> trust me, we we do not exchange money. I don't, I, don't, I don't spend any money on Bert being on the show, and he doesn't buy me either. I just think if information is important to share, I want to share it. Now, if it comes in a product, I think many people say, fine, okay, great. I, I have something I can hold in my hand and use and see how it starts affecting me. Uh, with everything, there are protocols, and Bird can explain that to us. But we are not. Uh, if this this product is so important, if you if Bird is done explaining, you know exactly why it is so important. Uh, but Bird, explain to us, please, what is this product called Super Silica, and uh, why is it different than silica other silicas on the market? Well, it it's just. It's more absorbable, and so it enters the cells of the human body and stays there. So it's like when we were talking earlier about the diametaceous earth. First of all, the particle has to be small enough. Now, there are, um, and it, it needs to be in a liquid form. So if you're having silica in uh, capsules, like the, the silica powder from horsetail or bamboo, whatever that comes in capsules, um, it, very little of that is absorbable, and now... Um, in the United States, it's it's hard to even get uh, liability insurance if, for a supplement company if they have a horsetail-based silica. Because if you take too much of the horsetail, I mean, if you really overdo it, um, you know, take huge quantities more than what's on the label, it can lead to something called horsetail syndrome. So what you want to do is you you, you grow need a to tail. have you grow a tail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, we've we've never done silica from horsetail, but but the uh, the particles and the super silica is it comes from a, a very fine um, clean sand from an ancient seabed, which goes into a uh, 
um, digestive enzymes which help break down the uh, the silica. Um, and, and it's the same kind of silica that the plants would get and bring up into the roots into the plants. And normally we would only say, no, don't get your minerals from from uh, from the soil or from the ground, only get it from plants. But in this case, there's really no plant where you can get enough of it uh, in a short amount of time. Now, you can get it in your foods. We talked about the raw cabbage coleslaw, the sure. brown rice, yeah. um, you know, even uh, uh, potatoes and, and yams and and Brazil nuts and all these things you can get it, but in that case you'd have to be getting it over a period of decades. Yeah, but it also comes in, in liquid. Meal. It comes also in liquid. It comes in beer. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Actually, yeah. pretty good out there. It's uh, it says over here in one liter beer, nineteen point two milligrams. So that yeah. is also why more my men. Some studies have shown that men have higher concentrations of silica in their urine and blood due to the higher consumption of beer. <laughs> yes, but, but Jacobus, it's only in the urine and blood. It doesn't make it into the cells. Ah, See, I, mean, I mean, what's interesting, if it actually You're goes through You're such a spoiler. The... You're spoiling the fun. <laughs> who cares? Uh, who cares? Well, it's interesting because with the super silica, it's liquid drops, and it's been around since 1958. So um, the... It's in liquid drops you put in your drinking water, and not only are the drops so small that um, that they can go right through the cell membrane, but they have a it has a slight positive electrical charge, so it's drawn into the cells. So what people need to know about uh, um, silica as a as a nutrient um, for the human body is that calcium will not go back into the bone to rebuild um, nor- normal healthy bone density without the presence of silica. Huh. So if you've been trying to get uh, the bones rebuilt and you've been doing every possible thing, even with vitamin D and, and boron and, and all, these, all these other things, if you don't have the silica, the calcium will not stay in the bone tissue. I see. So um, Well, let, you know, that's an interesting thing. When we talk, you know, one thing that I'm thinking about here as far as absorption is concerned, you talk about the different layers in which silica is affecting the body. And you say the first system affected, maybe you can explain what you mean with deficiency levels, because it may explain why people, when they take horsetail silica or bamboo silica, that they do see an effect on their hair. Their hair and nails may grow. But there is a reason why it does, because that naturally contains larger molecules, but there are silica elements all in our body, all over the body, and many of them can only be nourished by the micronutrients that you find in super silica. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in doing this interview, Jacobus, I have to kind of wear two different hats is that, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I work with a company that, that makes uh, dietary supplements but can't uh, talk about really any of the benefits or make any claims. That's why when you go to the website, there's so little on there right now. But um, but when I do education, I'm there as the managing director of the Positive Nutrition Institute, and we're able to talk about the science behind it. So there are 11 levels of silica deficiency that happen in a particular order, and I've seen this working with uh, doctor's patients. Since I'm not a doctor, I, that the uh, doctors would 
I would work with with the doctor as well as their patient and uh, with nutritional clients. Yeah. And if you have all of the silica you need, you would say, well, I'm not deficient at all. So that's called level zero. Okay. As you're deficient a little bit, it would be minus one. Okay. So it's like it's like digging a hole. You're just a little bit down. Mm. Um, you're deficient, and it's easy to fill in. If all you have is damaged hair, skin, and nails, and you fill that in, it takes about a month or two, and you're going, wow, my nails look great, and everything's wonderful. But if if you're not filling that in with more silica, um, and you're not getting that in your diet, and you're not getting it uh, into your body, then you go to minus two. Okay. And each level is deeper. It's like digging a really big hole that would have to be filled up with silica. Hmm. So at minus two, you are, are having wrinkles and sagging skin. That's where the skin is not even properly attached or holding onto the muscle. At minus three, you've got uh, sensitive teeth. I see. Because it requires silica and the enamel of the tooth. And if not, the enamel is so thin and, and you're more sensitive to hot and cold. I see. Huh. And, uh, you've, you've got uh, bone density situations. Huh. At, at minus four, you're getting into uh, bursitis and all kinds of uh, muscle use of the silica. Yes. Where it's necessary. Minus five is really the dividing line between um, a really good electrically charged ionic silica, liquid silica product, and all of the other brands, which are very good. There's a lot of great brands out there, but they don't have the um, absorption to be able to help with minus five and deeper. So at minus five, what do you have there on the chart? It said it affects veins it we and and the symptoms the deficiency signs are weak veins the proper flexibility for the veins is essential for them to keep their shape structure and function to maintain the veins ability to keep the blood flowing from the extremities requires adequate levels of silica the body's natural provider of resilience and and so you'll start to see spider veins or even varicose veins i know for a long time, and in some parts of the country, that's all they talk about. You drive down the, the interstate, and, and there's the billboard saying, oh, you know, get rid of those ugly veins. Like, you're just going to go and have them removed, and somehow that will fix the problem. Right. But when you have varicose veins, that means that you're so low in collagen, which means you're so low in silica, that the little valves and flaps that are in the veins that keeps the blood moving one direction back up from the legs towards the lungs and heart... Um, the valves are no longer fully formed, and so they leak. And so with gravity, the blood is moving towards the heart, and it, the little valves will close and hold it there. It's like going up a, a building in an elevator one floor at a time, you know, and, the, and the, the elevator opens at each floor, is that uh, when we breathe, because of the diaphragm muscle and the air, the suction, it's actually pulling the blood up through these little one-way trap doors made of collagen through the veins. And when those start to leak, then we have the pooling that we call as varicose veins. And one of the more serious things is that if you have varicose veins, it's a sign that's, that you most likely also have heart valve problems. It's just that that's a visible sign without having to have somebody look at inside of you at the heart. I see. And again, it's collagen, and collagen can't be formed without sufficient silica. So yeah. at minus five, spider veins and varicose veins are, are just symptoms of, of a greater problem, which is using up more silica every day than what you're getting. Huh. You have an intake of silica every day, whatever that is, and then you have 
what the body is using. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Wow. It's, we're, we're at the end of the uh, segment here, Bert. Uh, folks, my guest, Bert Golding on Jr., on the uh, on the phone with me, on Gesundheit with Jacobus. Hopefully you will stay all the way till 11 o'clock because this is very, very interesting how a deficiency in silica can actually affect different parts of the body. So the ones he just addressed was uh, level one is skin, hair, and nails. Level two, collagen layer. Number three, bones and teeth. Number four, joints and connective tissue. Number five, veins and spider veins and varicose veins. And uh, 80% success rate by starting to use silica in water and even topical use. So we'll discuss that more when we come back. Please stay tuned because we will be right back. Uh, last night, uh, Bert and I were talking, and I, I said, well, let me go through the notes from last from the last show. And he couldn't believe I had taken so many notes. Uh, I'm taking, again, a lot of notes there, Bert. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. I need to know what the master is saying. As we are just talking about super silica. So you are talking about potential deficiencies of silica in the body, but then it works in layers. Now, I don't know how you came up with this uh, this science. It's just fascinating. I don't know who came up with this. You maybe did it. But you're talking about 11 different levels where silica becomes a problem. So people come in the store and say, well, I may have a thyroid problem and I'm losing my hair or my skin is getting very dry and I have issues and I want to take some silica. I heard that may be really good. Now, people have bought bamboo silica or they've taken horsetail silica or silica of another form and they are finding indeed that their nails get stronger, that their hair is growing better, but that is only layer one. There are layers, including the 11th layer, which we'll get to, which is the eye and things that are happening in the eye that are at such a microscopic um, level that you need to take a silica that will penetrate at that level, into that level. And so as we go through these numbers and through these layers, you will understand, therefore, how important it becomes to take a product such as the super silica which is really a liquid form that is micronized. Am I correct in the word micronized here, uh, Bert? Um, yes. Or is it ionized? Yeah. It's ionized, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's down to uh, the ions or the the uh, well, silica has to remain as a molecule, a molecule silicon dioxide. So yeah, I, micronized would be good. I mean, it needs to be small enough particles. But you know, when we're talking about the science, then I'm not really allowed by law to talk about any particular supplement. When they come to your store, Jacobus, you can uh, kind of lead them. So when we talk about super silica as a certain brand of a supplement, that's kind of a like a, a separate topic okay. than the science of silica. So with the science of silica, we found that out no matter what brand you're using or if you're getting it from food. Now, the difficult part is that even if you're having, um, you know, uh, a half a pound of brown rice a day, which I'm sure no one, no one really does, uh, or having a half pound of cabbage coleslaw every single day, or having both of them every day, yeah. it's just not enough coming in uh, fast enough for the body who is uh, that is already silica 
deficient. When you're down to minus five, you have to have some way, some silica supplement that is um, small enough particles to get into the cells and to help the body uh, overcome. Because how, how we get the deficiencies in that order is that the body has determined that it's going to borrow silica to use for combating uh, pollution and, and toxic chemicals and, and things that would poison us and kill us in order to keep us alive. I mean, that's the entire function of the human body right now in the time in which we live yes. is how, how do we keep the person alive till tomorrow? We may not even think we have a problem. That's why someone will say, oh, you know, I can't believe it. That 35-year-old was in such good shape and so healthy and went to the gym every day, and he was working out at the gym the other day, and he had a heart attack, and he died. Okay, well, that's not like getting hit by a truck. I mean, it may have the same results, but it means that there were hidden deficiencies and hidden problems that already existed. Yes. Would you agree with that, Jacobus? Uh, oh, Totally. Because I mean, it, it, it is a buildup of many things, unless it really is an accident that you have been a victim of that hits you like a truck, uh, no pun intended, but that you are. But many people, it's gradual. And, and every time there is a problem that we, exp that, we, that we face, our body is looking for balance. It's trying to recuperate as quickly as possible. And, and real simple, if you hurt your knee, you're going to promote the use of the other knee to hold the balance in your body. So you, the body is doing this all the time. If one of your organs or one of the, the parts of your body is not working properly, in order to find balance, we always start shifting to another area and use that more in order to still function the way we like to function. Oh, yeah. So when we talk about these silica deficiency levels, and in the last segment we got from uh, zero, meaning no deficiencies, all the way down minus one through minus five, right? So we're up to minus six now. When we're talking about yeah. that, that's where the body is going to borrow. So the first place, where, based on that, so that I, uh, you know, that we at least have a review where we understand where is the first place the body goes to borrow silica when it needs it. I would say the bone. It it goes to hair, skin, and nails. Oh, hair, skin, and nails. Okay. But but the bone is right when you're talking about calcium because the first place, see, we have extra emergency reserves of calcium that are in the bones, and they're there for a reason. So osteoporosis doesn't mean that, that uh, the body has borrowed calcium from the bones because it borrows calcium from the bones first before it ever goes to the teeth or anyplace else. It's, it's when the body can't pay back that loan. If it's going to default on, on the loan, you know, it borrows calcium, and if it can't pay the calcium back to get back into the bone, then we call it osteoporosis because it's this long-term not paying back what it's borrowed. Now, when it goes to borrow silica, the first place it borrows it from is the hair. Yeah, you're right. Now, before, before we go to minus six, we should talk about what we mean by the hair. For women that have long hair, and I, I imagine it's the same for men that have really long hair, is that every month they need to trim their hair because what happens at the end of the hair strand? It starts to split. Yeah, yeah, we call it split ends, or some people call it dead ends, and it's really true without the silica. We already talked about any cell that loses all the silica dies. So they call it dead ends or split ends, and so they trim that off. And the reason is is that the strand of hair itself is like a... Um, it's like a drinking straw. So let's say that you're having a really healthy smoothie, smoothie that you've uh, gotten at a juice bar or you've, you've uh, uh, made it yourself, and you're sucking that 
smoothie through a straw. When the smoothie's gone in, in that glass and it's just the straw is filled with the last part of the smoothie, your mouth where you're sucking it, that's like the hair follicle, which exists right below the layer of the skin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and when the body needs minerals from the hair, especially silica, it will suck that mineral right through. So where is it going to be? have no minerals first? Just like a drinking straw, when you're sucking the last straw full of smoothie out of your glass, yeah. what part of the straw becomes empty first? The bottom part. Yeah, the end that's away from your mouth, which yeah. is, would be like the follicle. So as the follicle is sucking that silica through the end of the hair, it means that the ends will be um, hollow. Mm. They'll, they'll be like the empty part of the straw. Mm. And so a lot of times you're like, oh, my hair just feels like straw. You know, something's wrong. Yeah. Now, if it gets all the way to the to the skin, all the way down uh, nearly to the follicle, then the entire strand of hair is so weak that the hair doesn't fall out. Um, it breaks off. I see. Uh-huh. And so for a person, we talked about this a little bit before, Jacobus. When, that was really when, good. When, when a person has uh, chemotherapy going on, you've got chemicals that are so strong, and the way that most uh, cancer doctors dose that is they'll keep increasing the dose of chemo until they see that the person is just barely able to to stand up and walk and open their eyes. It's like they almost can't function, and they go, okay, now we've got enough chemo in there that's going to try to kill off the the weaker cancer cells. I see, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you've got that much chemo in there, your body will pull all of its reserves of silica as it can. So it pulls it out of the hair first through those strands, right? right? And it, it gets into the body so it can protect our cells from the dangerous chemicals that are in the chemo so that, so that our cells are not killed along with the uh, cancer cells. So what happens is that um, you've got split ends that go all the way to the scalp. And so if a person uh, brushes their hair or gets in and, and washes their hair in the shower, they're saying, oh, all this hair is coming out. You know, and they're trying to say, I lost all my hair because of the cancer. Well, it's not because of the cancer. It's because of the cancer treatment. And it's because your body is basically saying, look, I had this big financial emergency. I have to go to all my bank accounts and empty them all. Mm -hmm. And so it's pulling in all the silica back in to be used. Now, I had a friend that uh, had been on really, really heavy chemo for multiple myeloma, which is one of the um, uses for chemotherapy that I think is a good use that that really helps. And what it does is with the, it helps, the chemo helps separate the mucus out of the blood so that the mucus is not as thick as molasses. I mean, the blood is not as thick as molasses by getting the mucus out. It means that, that the nasal, um, the... Uh, mucus? The, mucus membranes? Well, in, in uh, your nasal passages yeah. are there to help separate out all the mucus. That's why people keep saying, oh, you know, my... my uh, I'm draining all this mucus. Yep. But anyway, um, he had had such strong chemo. I came in, he still had his full head of hair. Now, it looked kind of silver gray because when you lose the silica, you lose your hair color. Uh-huh. So if you get enough silica I, I'm, in your I'm entire, losing my silica then. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I can tell. Every time I start to have a little bit of uh, gray or silver at the uh, temples, I'm going, I'm not getting enough silica. So when you uh-huh. increase the silica and you have enough for the entire body, the last thing to go away would be that loss of hair color. So I've even talked to uh, women in their 80s that by the time they've done uh, silica supplementation, uh, something like super silica every day, um, the 60 drops a day in three quarts of water, and they've done that for six months, 
their natural hair color from high school will start to return. But that's just an indication that, okay, you've now uh, been able to take care of the other silica deficiencies. But anyway, my friend, he still had his hair on his head, and I was like, how do you do that? And he said, well, he says, I know this sounds kind of gross, he goes, but I haven't washed it or brushed it for the last three months. I see. He said, if I did, I'd be bald right now. It would have all broken off. So he realized just by holding it, it would keep it there. And then when the chemo was done and he he had enough silica, it would start to go back into the hair strands and he wouldn't lose all of his hair. Now, I talk about that because as we go down through the silica deficiency levels, the body is borrowing silica first from the hair, skin, and nails. Yes. You know, that's why you start to see ridges in your fingernails. Yeah, now, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Okay, then, then it says, well, you know, I'm going to have to borrow even more. So it's borrowing from, from the collagen. You know, the, the collagen. Yes. And so you start to see wrinkles and saggy skin because it goes, well, we may not like the way wrinkles look, but it's not life-threatening. Yes. You know, and so it starts to do that all the way down. And so that's one of the ways we find out that, that um, uh, the heart is not... Being, it doesn't have silica being borrowed from the heart until you get down to... Uh, the cellular uh, function. Yeah, which is actually minus 8. So at minus 6, yes. right after the, uh, the veins and the spider veins and varicose veins, that you'll notice yep. an evidence that the body's been borrowing silica from there. Then, then you've got uh, minus 7, um, or excuse me, minus, minus six, 6, which is arteries. Arteries and intestines. Wow. Okay. Then at minus seven, you've got the brain. Correct. Okay, and so the nerv- brain and nervous system. Yeah, now, now you'll start to see that uh, things like bipolar, um, short-term memory loss, all kinds of things where you're not having enough silica for the structure of the brain, and so the brain starts to, to kind of flatten out and those connections are broken. Yes. Um, and You've got a lot of aluminum in the brain when you have uh, bipolar disorder. I was working with a nutritional client, um, actually two that were uh, freshmen in college, and they both had gone to different colleges, different families, but they both came to see me in the same month. You know, things tend to happen in waves. I thought, okay, well, that was my bipolar disorder month. (laughs) Everybody coming in had that problem. So they had gone a scholarship getting straight A's at college, and then uh, they found out that uh, in each case, they both started failing their courses because they couldn't even focus on the textbooks. They would read a paragraph, and it was just as if they hadn't read it. And so uh, they said, oh, yeah, the, the doctor says it's bipolar and on medication and everything else. Well, we got a bunch of silica back into them after trying everything else. I mean, that's not the first thing we tried. We tried everything you can imagine. And they would come back a month later, and they'd say, well, it's maybe 20% better, or I would say it's 30% better. But they were not able to go back to school. When they finally started getting plenty of silica back into their um, bodies, it, it did their body somehow put it up to the brain where they needed it. And within 90 days, they were starting to get over it. And with the blessing of their doctor, they got off all of their psychotropic meds. Um, he said, yeah, he says, apparently your bipolar um, condition is in remission. Uh, they went back to school and started getting straight A's again. Wow. So you're That's asking incredible. how to... Yeah. I know. How did we discover this? We realized that that was minus seven because that will happen before the body. Ultimately, at minus eight deficiency level, the body starts borrowing from the nerve tissue that's right around the heart. And so, so you'll start to notice 
um, unexplained arrhythmias, whether the heart's skipping a beat or or uh, um, palpitations or unexplained tachycardia. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was working with a, a relative that was really elderly, and and she was uh, um, had gone to the doctor, and she said, "I'm just sitting on the couch, you know, watching my TV program." She didn't really exercise that month, and apparently was. You know, a lot of times people just fix themselves some prepared meal or throw something in the microwave or whatever um, if they're alone and they're elderly and was not getting any silica to speak of and started having her heart racing, all this tachycardia, and it was just going crazy. And so she went to the doctor and they said, well, run these tests. She had really, really good insurance, so they must have run every possible test. And after five days of testing, at the end she goes, well, what did you find out? And they go, well, we still don't know what's causing it. When that happens, just kind of lie down and rest. Well, she thought, I'm already doing that. <laughs> I'm already. But, but in that case, not every case like that is a simple silica deficiency, Jacobus. I don't want to have anybody think that, that I'm a person that thinks, you know. One, uh, one thing can solve all the problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I, that I'm a hammer and everything looks like a nail. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. No, no, what, no. What, what I'm saying here is that in 50 to 60% of the cases that I'm aware of, um, simply getting more silica in the body will help it go away. That's why a person who has the um, arrhythmias and maybe they're saying we're going to install a pacemaker in your chest so that it will control the heart rhythm. Yes. Uh, they used to used to say, okay, we're scheduling that surgery for next week or three days from now. But then in that in that week's time, all of the arrhythmia clear up and go away. Yes. Now picture that as the level of silica in your body fluctuating up and down. As it goes up, the arrhythmia would clear up and go away. As it drops the next day, the arrhythmia comes back. So it means you're kind of right at that minus 8 level in silica deficiency, and you're just kind of going back and forth because you're right on the border. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So in order, uh, so because there is not enough silica in the body, this is the next layer that may be affected. Now, is it then the possibility that a person like that is already affected from the previous seven layers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Issues? Okay, so that is yeah. that is then, because I think that is maybe helpful for also for the listeners, that there are different levels, but if you're working with level eight, which affects the heart, that means you probably also deal with brain and nervous system issues, arteries and intestine flexibility, uh, the veins, such as spinal veins and varicose veins, Joints and connective tissue, you may already have uh, issues with uh, tendons, muscles, cartilage shrinkage, uh, brittleness, flexibility, also bone and teeth. Uh, You may or may not see that, but your teeth may be very sensitive, enamel uh, problems. You may be dealing with saggy skin, losing of elasticity in the skin, and potentially skin, hair, and nails. Uh, Very, very interesting how that works. That is... uh, Boy, that's really interesting. You know, what's interesting, too, is that when we talk about connective tissue, so many times we're thinking uh, cartilage and uh, um, tendons and ligaments and things that, you know, kind of hold things in place in the body so that they're suspended or held in place. But some of the uh, connective tissue that people have a lot of problems with are the gums in the mouth. I see. Uh Because it's connecting bone to bone. The jawbone is connected to the tooth through yeah. the connective tissue we call the gums. I see, yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's an interesting thing that if you have uh, a lot of uh, pockets in the gums and maybe the beginning of periodontal disease, 
um, is also a good chance you're low in silica. And I'm glad, Jacobus, that you said, you know, you may notice these other levels or you may not notice them because, you know, you may not notice it and yet it's happening behind the scenes. So as we lose more and more silica, the body keeps borrowing from every place it can and finally it has to borrow it out of the cells itself. So levels 9 and 10 are cellular um, deficiencies, so inside the cell membrane and the individual cells. So um, without silica, the mitochondria just doesn't work as well, so a person can be totally exhausted. I talked to a person that was only able to get out of bed like two hours a day and was in bed, you know, sleeping or napping or whatever, resting for the other 22 hours a day. Extreme exhaustion is what is also connected to silica. Now, if you get silica back into the body and you're doing it faithfully every day and it's, you know, you've been doing that for a month or two and you're not seeing exhaustion go away, then then perhaps it's related to something um, else. You know, I mean, that's that's what we're, you know, I'm not trying to make any blanket statements no, here, but no, this I is the order. Uh-huh. Now, at minus 10, that's where we're finding that the body will create fibroid tumors and where autoimmune disease exists. And this was one of the biggest breakthroughs of all time for me, is that we started seeing people that would get adequate silica back in their bodies for the first time after you know, maybe a decade or two, they finally started having silica back in the body and their autoimmune conditions would disappear, go into remission. We're talking lupus, Hashimoto's, rheumatoid arthritis. It would just be gone in about four or five months. Now, this, is, this is an interesting thing because I, I always hear about autoimmune disorders being directly related to leaky gut. Now, what is leaky gut? There is elasticity in the uh, in the collagen layers of the intestines that are have become porous, and so exactly, so exactly. that is layer two that is already so you can say we'll take some silica, but this is how it continues to affect different aspects of who we are and of our body, and and another thing that I want to jump in there right now, I'm just saying who we are. If you start effect, getting effects from these deficiencies, then it affects your self-esteem. It affects who you are, how you think, how you act on a daily basis. And um, wow, this is really powerful stuff, Bert. I uh, thank you so much for explaining all this. When we come back, there are two texts. One is about glaucoma. The other one is about biocell. Is biocell the same as super silica or is it comparable? So we will get to those and then we'll get to level 10, minus 10, and minus 11. Very interesting. So, folks, Bert Golding is the guest today on Gesundheit with Jacobus. His, his, uh, you can go to positivepowernutrition.com to find more information about what, what he's doing about the company. And so hopefully you will uh, you will check that out and support that. But otherwise, please stay tuned for another great hour of Bird Golding on Gesundheit with Jacobus. We'll be right back. And he said, you know, let's talk more about silica. And it is an incredible mineral. And I think all the minerals are important. Uh, not all the minerals, but um, uh, there are many, many minerals that naturally have an importance to us, to our body. They do something productively. And besides the fact that something like zinc and magnesium are so important for both the immune system and for enzyme functions in the body, 
every mineral has something to do with our with the need. We we have a need for it. Now, why is that also important? To me, it is fascinating to sit here behind the microphone, listen to somebody like Bert Golding, but also realizing that Bert, who has been in the industry since 1980, is learning from experts that he has met on his path that who have inspired him to to put lectures together to put information together to simply say you know this is i am standing on the shoulder of many others who have done research and who have defined this let's see somebody's back okay um who have defined this and and literally have come up with this phenomenal research information that has been published and so when you start gathering the information from the different experts throughout the decades, you find overlapping topics, you find overlapping benefits or de- what deficiencies can do, the symptoms that you can experience. And so as we are talking about this, and then you have, you look at the periodic table, where does, and this is scientists who have figured out how these minerals all work with and against each other and how too much can do this and how too little can do that to understand it to have a better understanding i am so grateful for geniuses who have figured all this out and who are sharing that with people who have published this and who that has become knowledge that has simply been accepted by other experts who said you know this is indeed how it works and we need to teach this to students, we need to teach this in the schools. We need to make this available to the masses to let everybody know what is possible. So, if this interests you, this is a fascinating topic. Now, talking about silica and the benefits, we we have talked about uh, uh, what does silica do in something like diatomaceous earth and and bentonite clay, but and even zeolite. Uh, there are different minerals and substances that contain minerals including silica that will have a certain effect however not everything that contains silica is guaranteed to absorb into our cells so when we talk you hear the commercials the health pearls that i'm playing you hear about our digestive system there is a reason why we have this digestive system that it is not in the blood yet the digestive tract running all the way from the mouth all the way to the anus is a pipe, if you can call it that way, where there is no blood. So why is that important? Well, because this is kind of part of the immune system and it is part of we need to break down what we put in the mouth so that it becomes cell absorbable. We need, therefore, enzymes in the stomach because it needs to liquefy proteins, fats, and sugars. We need ends, we need acid in the stomach because it makes the calcium and other minerals better absorbable by the cells. We cannot always absorb what we put in the mouth. It has to go through a process of digestion. When you look then into the duodenum and you look at the breakdown over there and the breakdown in the in the rest of the, the duodenum and the other parts of the small intestine and colon, you realize that if we start putting food in the system that is not really nutritious for us, over time, this doesn't happen always overnight, over time, we start having symptoms 
developing that we may experience or not, but it is happening. You cannot stop it. And we are dealing indeed in a time when food supply is abundant, but food nutrients are deficient. And so we are dealing with a body that is so complex that contains 43 trillion cells that all need to be nourished. It's not about that they need to be fed. They need to be nourished. And so when we're talking about absorbability and we're looking at what we put in the mouth, can it be broken down into a form that makes it as much absorbable as possible? So the Positive Power Nutrition Company started working with a silica that was developed in 1958, and that is a liquid form, ionic, very small particles, but the absorbability is over 90%. And Bert can expand on that, but at the same time, you're looking at other silicas out there. They're not bad for you, but as we're talking in this last half hour, hour about the different layers in our body, different body systems that need different size molecules of silica in order to absorb into that specific functioning of the body like arteries or bones or hair, skin and nails, heart, the cellular level, they all need different size molecules of minerals and nutrients. When it comes to silica, it needs to have a certain particle size to reach deeper and deeper and deeper into those parts of the body that need that nutrient in order to function better. And if it doesn't get it from an outside source, it will start tapping into the inside sources of our system. It will steal from cells. It will steal from hair, skin, and nails. It will steal from collagen. It will steal from our arteries that become porous and we start having bleedings and all that stuff. So it's a, to me, it becomes more and more a fascinating topic simply to listen to Bert explain this. And we have several people, we have somebody on hold who has a question, and I really appreciate tuning in today to Gazuntait with Jacobus. 522-8255 is the number. The text number is 266-7617. Everything over here is 406 area code. So 522-TALK, 266 7617. We also have several text messages we have to go through. And uh, so let's get the caller first. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining us today. What's your name? How can we help you, please? This is the crooked little old man. I was the one that got caught in the squeeze a couple segments ago. Perhaps you can straighten me out. Think back when you were talking about periodic table. Seems to me I heard a teaching about how modern bread has had bromide or bromine put in it to replace something more healthy, or it could be vice versa. Something else has huh. driven the bromide out of it. There's The body is crying out for what it used to get in bread. Now, I'm not clear if I got that teaching accurate. Uh, could you straighten my thinking out about the cheap tricks that uh, modern fancy bread has uh, makes it uh, less helpful, and I'll just say this other question so I can leave quickly for the other segment. <laughs> yeah. But the old, old story is 
just take three or four Brazil nuts a day, and that'll be the poor man's way of getting your silica. Why go through all this modern tinctures and taking a chance with alcohol in your tinctures? Because there are people that say no, no to alcohol drinking, no, no to alcohol in tinctures. All right. Well, good point. Bert? Okay. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Okay, Bert. Go ahead. You can. Can you answer those? Well, on the I think the first thing that he asked was um, about what. Why is uh, bromide in the bread? Right. Which really is um, whether it's chloride, bromide, or fluoride, it's taking the place of iodine that should be there. And it's interesting, as we don't get uh, iodine in a lot of the foods that we used to, they took to try to put it in table salt, the iodized table salt, and the problem is, is that that's a synthetic iodine, so it's not even real, and it's a synthetic table salt. <laughs> so you're getting a, a synthetic instead of a synthetic. But with the... Um, the bromide in the bread, uh, I guess one of the experts said that uh, they're using potassium bromate as a so-called flour improver because it strengthens the dough and allows it to, to, high, to rise better. But it says if the bread is not baked long enough or at a high enough temperature, then a residual amount of that potassium bromate will remain, which may be harmful if consumed. Mm. So, um, you so know, that's, kind of that's a... not... I mean, it's more of a commercial bread. It's where someone's not making it by hand right there, but it's going through this whole machine process. Yes. But yeah, I guess that was tied into the periodic table is that you want to get more iodine because that will push out any residual of the uh, bromine or bromine that, uh, that is left in the body. Yes. So that was his first point. What, what, what was the second point? Uh, eating uh, wine, uh, eating uh, the poor <laughs> man's uh, form of silica is uh, three to four uh, Brazil nuts a day. And uh, he said, why is that not enough? Why do we have to go to all these tinctures? And then he was uh, talking about the alcohol and tinctures that uh, people are, some people are not for alcohol and they don't want to take those tinctures. So are they becoming deficient in silica and can they just get by with eating three to four Brazil nuts a day? Well, I don't know exactly where people came up with three to four, you have to eat 17 whole Brazil nuts per day in order to get enough um, natural silica uh, for one day in a non-polluted area. That that was, you know, so three or four, again, you know, it's, will it help? I'm sure it will help, but I don't think that it's going to be enough uh, silica. Again, the highest... The highest uh, silica in anything is in uh, the pulp of, of raw sugar cane. I see. And and I because see. it's so healthy for the gums and teeth to get silica, that there was a time going back about maybe 40 or 50 years ago where the best dental health of any children in the United States were of the children of the state of Hawaii huh. because they would chew on the raw sugar cane, which means that they were getting Lots and lots of silica for their teeth and gums. Now it's almost unheard of for somebody to chew on the raw sugar cane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, they would do it for a little bit of sweetness, but it's it's the highest form of uh, or highest quantity of absorbable silica of any of the foods. 
Uh, next would be rice hulls, which is why you have to do brown rice yes. to get that. Um, and that's that's way up there. Then would be oat hulls, alfalfa, um, soybean meal, uh, then down to wheat bran. Um, from some of the soybeans, you're way down at, at uh, um, just one two hundredth of what you get in brown rice. Well, it is, you know, one of the things that I realized with this is you can eat those kind of foods, but then you'll still become deficient in other nutrients, and too much of some of that that you just mentioned starts affecting other parts of the body. So it it, it is, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Obviously, we need to have a certain balance. Uh, we need to give the body what it needs. We need to give the body the fuel that it can work with. And uh, that, that, in my opinion, will make the difference. Um, I Let's see here. We have another caller who has a question. Caller, good morning. Thank you for joining the program today. You're talking live to Bird Golding. What is your name? How can we help you? Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Um, yeah, your first caller, it sounded like it might have been that Stevo guy, he mentioned about um, the link between aluminum and Alzheimer's yes. and how silica can help that. You know, we've done research around the congestive heart failure, and they don't seem to have any reason why it happened. They don't know what the cause of it is. Mm. Have you, has there been any tests done for people with congestive heart failure and silica? Is there any link that silica could help people with that condition? Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, I'm not aware of, of any studies specifically with congestive heart failure, but it, but it, it makes sense, I mean, because of what's happening. that the, the I have a lot of people that I'm dealing with right now as far as uh, them seeking counsel and advice that are going through congestive heart failure. And one of the biggest things that they're trying to do is restrict their water intake. And that may be what everybody says to do in the short term, but I, I think long term that's not going to help. Uh, it would be interesting to try to see at what point silica would take. I, I guess I don't have an answer to that. It, it does. Darn. You know, obviously, <laughs> yeah, darn. Yeah, darn, darn is right. Uh, it does make sense, caller, because of the uh, how the body keeps stealing from different systems in order to nourish the ones that really are in dire need. And if the heart is losing that, and, and as Bird mentioned earlier, the nervous system around the heart is affected and is also for stolen from that uh, the electrical impulses are being affected. Uh, exactly, you say it this way, uh, Baird, of a bear, sorry, Bird. <laughs> Baird works at the store. Uh, <laughs> it says over here that you call uh, the rate affects the heart. In theory, the rate at which your heart conducts electrical impulses is coordinated by the sinoatrial node, which is also referred to as the pacemaker of the heart. Lack of silica in the SA, sinoatrial node, may cause irregular heartbeats. With replenished silica, regular heart rate may be restored. So that uh, I can see, well, congestive heart failure obviously is a combination of deficiencies, uh, but I, I am not surprised if there is a connection here. Well, uh, yeah, I I think there is. It's just that I, I think that as far as the question, have there been any studies, that I'm not aware of. But I think there's a direct connection because, first of all, the accumulation of fluids and congestive heart failure, as far as I, as far as I understand, is um, tied into uh, poor kidney function. And one of the, the most 
uh, nutritious, supportive nutrients for kidneys is silica. If anybody comes to me and says, oh, you know, my doctor's saying that, uh, you know, uh, my kidneys are weakening and I'm heading towards kidney failure in the next year or two, and uh, what should I do nutrient-wise? Then as a clinical nutritionist, I, I could say, you know, one of the most supportive and um, nutritious things you can do is get silica in there. And it makes sense that, that silica would be used inside of the kidney organ itself. So I think that's part of it. The, uh, the other part is that the other part is they're saying... Con- con- I'm sorry, it seems like congestive with congestive heart failure. It's not just the heart, but it seems like no. it's the kidneys also that yeah. aren't doing their Diabetes job. Diabetes could be part of it, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we also, uh, they're talking about a lot of congestive heart failure is, is associated with chemotherapy. Huh. Um, and again, chemotherapy is going to uh, use Sancta up silica. most of the silica in the yeah. body. Wow. So when people say, what should I do during chemo? I say, well, you don't do anything during chemotherapy without talking to your doctor and getting approval because he has to know exactly what supplements you're taking and what's going on. But afterwards, you would want to restore that. Now, uh, I want to make sure we don't forget to talk about something that doesn't relate directly to congestive heart failure, but what you were talking about earlier on the break, Jacobus, which is about um, the... uh, is the caller done? Are we done with your question? Is it okay? Yes, yes, thank you. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, your, your question was about the specific studies, uh, and Bert says, I'm sure there are, but he doesn't know. He cannot mention any one of them right now. Have you gone on uh, on PubMed and looked for that maybe, caller? Uh, no, we have not. I, I, uh, I will be interested. I may just make a note for myself and see if I can find anything on that. Yes, that'd yeah. be interesting. All right. Well, well all the best to you. They, uh, they are saying that another component tied in with uh, congestive heart failure is obstructive sleep apnea. And it's interesting that that uh, if you're not getting enough of oxygen and if you can't take the stress off the lungs and um, off of the nasal uh, airway, that uh, that lack of oxygen will eventually cause damage to the kidneys and to the heart. Yes. Yeah, you know, well, so I, I think we talked about that the last time that we were on the radio together, Jacobus, was yes. about oxygenation and how important that is. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to get off what the caller was talking about, except it just what she said reminded me what you talked about, that women that are pregnant having um, varicose veins. Yes. And what people do not stop and think about, and I certainly didn't, is uh, with all the children that we've had, my wife and I were blessed with the... Uh, 10 children and, and uh, including miscarriages. I think she had like 12 or 13 pregnancies. And mm-hmm. I didn't at the time realize how much nutritional support, really high levels of nutritional support you need to have between each baby. So I think, Jacobus, you were saying that, uh, that a woman that had four children within three and a half no, years. No, my mom. My mom. Okay. Yeah. I'm sitting well, here because my mom said uh, when, <laughs> when she had four children in three and a half years, we all came in about 13 months from each other each time. And when she was pregnant for me, the doctor said, uh, make sure you're not pregnant. You cannot get pregnant anymore because uh, you have, your varicose veins are really not good and we need to uh, we need to protect those. And she said, well, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm already pregnant. And so it was a, he was kind of shocked. So I'm actually glad uh, she didn't let me go. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, what? what's interesting about this, I don't think anybody really, I didn't, to sit down and think, where does all of the silica for the baby being born in the, in the womb, where is it coming from? Yeah, you're right. All of it. Yeah. So that's why today we keep having um, women that say, you know, uh, I've just given birth and afterwards I have a lot of hair falling out. Again, a bad term. It doesn't fall out. It breaks off because the yeah. silica has yeah. been pulled out of all the hair. Yeah. You know, you go back to uh, the scriptures and, and different faiths, the Bible, the Torah, everything else. It's saying that, you know, it, women should have long hair, that that's like the, the glory of, of womanhood. And it wasn't a fashion statement. It was the fact that if you don't have enough silica to pass on for the bones and and uh, the brain and everything else, the eyes of that new baby being formed, what do you have? Yeah. What do you have? What do you mean, what do you have? Mean, meaning if, if you don't have enough silica for the baby, it's going to go to the baby first and it's going to leave the, the mother severely silica deficient. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and that can be passed on, too. If the mother doesn't have enough, it can be passed on to the baby. Right. Yeah. Well, we got to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we just have a half hour left with Bert Golding, folks. Uh, he did say we have plenty of stuff to talk about. We will get to your text messages. There are three of them, four of them, actually. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll be right back. The human race has been exposed, anything that is alive, let me say it that way, all that is alive has been exposed to so many synthetics and chemicals that are averse to the natural flow of the body that in order for the body trying to hold its own, as I mentioned earlier, if you lose a leg or your knee hurts, you automatically try to balance yourself on the other on the other foot. You try to hold the balance. You use crutches to stay up. As we have seen changes in what is being done to the soil, how the water supply has been affected by the chemicals, by the asteroid, by the estrogens uh, that has been used in cattle business and pork in the pig pig industry, in the chicken industry, in order to plump up the meat to get more milk supply because the, the, the comment is we have to do it in order to feed the world. Um, I understand all that, but it's pretty much what they're saying. We want to make more money. That's the bottom line. And so and that's fine. I, everybody deserves to make as much money as they can hold in their hands or wherever they want to hold it. So that's not the issue. The issue is... If you do something that is destructive to our environment and will affect living creatures, uh, animals, the trees, insects, human beings, then you are carrying a very strong responsibility. And I think as individuals, we are first of all responsible towards ourselves. We got to take care of ourselves because if we're sick, we cannot help others. If we are, if we, we say, I really want to donate money, but I have no dime in my name, then make sure you make a lot of money so you can give it away if that's what you want to do. There's all this talk about you cannot get rich. You shouldn't be rich. The rich this, the rich that. We don't always know what the rich are donating to charities that may not be published ever. 
and uh, that is probably keeping a lot of charities and nonprofit organizations afloat. Neither here nor there. The point is that when the body becomes deficient, it needs to get it from somewhere. And somebody like Bert Golding, who is explaining to us to us today a simple mineral, a uh, few letters, silica, what it actually can do to the body and how it affects our system when we're actually deficient is information that we need to listen to because we may be able to slow down the regression of our body and mind. We may be able to slow down some of the deficiencies that we have that start to express itself in different symptoms, emotional, mental, like Alzheimer's, uh, cardiovascular uh, structure, the skin, hair, skin, nails, cellular level, eye health, etc. that we need to make sure that we take responsibility. And how can we do that? You listen to a program like this where you learn what may be the possible cause. And then you have a choice. Am I going to do something about it or am I going to let it slide and it was great information and move on from there? Not everything that you hear on any show or any commercial for that for that matter is something that we per se need. But this is not about trying to sell you anything. This is simply tickle your interest, do more research. Do more research for yourself. Learn what all this can do. And when I go back to the store this afternoon, I will bring these sheets that talk about the different layers of deficiency and how it affects the different levels of deficiency, how it affects the body. Uh, Bert, I, I just tell you that it's been an absolute power, uh, joy to have you back on the show and talk about this very important uh, topic. I would like to talk to you about some of the text messages that I have received, and maybe we can go through some of those. Uh, maybe you have quick answers. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. All right. I developed glaucoma over the last two or three months. Have you come across any connections for treatment and eye pressure? Um, yes, I, I, I can hardly believe that somebody would ask that question because uh, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff. Because of our work with the science on silica, we were uh, contacted by an ophthalmologist uh, on the East Coast about uh, maybe four years ago. And he said that he was getting ready to um, write a peer-reviewed article that was appearing in the American Journal of Ophthalmology on how he used a liquid ionic silica supplement um, to help bring down the eye pressure uh, in the eye into a, a safe range with glaucoma. So he was able to prove a huh. direct correlation between the two. Of course, this was based on, on one patient, but he started doing it with others. So he had a, a woman that uh, had severe pressure. Uh, I guess the normal is between uh, 9 to 19, and he said that she was up like 26 or 27, which would have been emergency surgery, and yet yeah. she declined to sign the surgical waiver. Yeah. So at 26, it took five weeks of really, really high dosages of food-grade ionic silica with an electrical charge, and at the end of five weeks, she was down at 19, so it was the high end of the range, but it was in back in the normal range again. Huh. So there's a definite thing, but... But if we have time after these text messages, I'd like to kind of talk about um, what cells in the body have the highest levels of silica. Okay, perfect. Um, the next one is, can you take a blood test 
to see if you are silica deficient? No, there's no there's no saliva test or blood test. Uh, even a hair mineral analysis will not help you because what is the hair filled with? Silica. Yeah. So really, the only thing that I'm aware of is there is now a um, a, a light a cold laser scanning device that came out of Europe. It's called an oligo scan. Apparently, oligo is the uh, uh, French word for mineral or or yeah, you're uh, right. Element. Yeah, gemo, okay. gemotherapy uh, also works with oligotherapy. That's right. Ionic, okay. uh, very small particles of minerals, yes. Okay, so with this light, you put it on the palm of your non-dominant hand, and it will give you an accurate reading of your silica level in the body. Um, so that's the only test that I'm aware of, and I only became aware of that a year ago. That was after people asked me this question for 15 years, how do you test your silica? So huh. the, the other way to do it, and that's why we have the silica deficiency chart, is if you see deficiencies, you can uh, pretty much assume that you're um, low in silica in the body. And when the, the deficiency symptoms clear up, it indicates that you're getting more silica back. But as far as a, a test that will show you the levels, the only one I know of is the Oligo scan. Okay, the Oligo scan. Okay. Um, hi, is uh, Biosil similar to super silica? Does it taste better? Thank you. Um, the, uh, the other brand is an excellent one. If I can't get Super Silica, that's the brand that I will use. It does not have the uh, positive charge on each of the particles, but the particles are the right size. So, I mean, if you talk about the three or four factors that you want to have in a good silica supplement, it has most of those factors. And I just tell people, try both of them. I know everybody wants to know ahead of time. It's almost like, well, before I buy both and try them, can you tell me? And I always say that's kind of like uh, um, you saying, well, tell me what's the best Chinese restaurant in town. I see. And maybe I would give you my opinion, and maybe you would go there and agree. But try both products. The the biggest difference is that the the other liquid brand that we're talking about, not the capsules, but in liquid form, um, it has three to six times the absorption of horsetail and bamboo. But Super Silica has... 60 times the absorption. Okay. That has to do with the positive uh, uh, charge? Electrical charge, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the fact that it's drawn the inside of a cell to stay alive has to have a slight negative charge electrically and, and magnetically. And so uh, it's the same thing with a good brand of colloidal silver will have a, a, a very slight positive charge on each of the particles of the silver, and that draws it into the cell. And uh, years before they ever started doing the silver, um, the, uh, since 1958, Super Silica has had that ability to, to uh, be pulled into the cell. Yes. How about the taste? Does it taste better? Uh, I don't know. I love the taste, but I, I take a lot of it every day. So, I mean, I don't now, know. You, you, when you talk about the lady with the glaucoma... You said yeah. when she took high dosages, your recommendation, I know when we talked about cell power before, you said one drop per three ounces of liquid. Uh, right. This one, water, you say yeah. One, yeah, water. One drop per one ounce of water. Um, is that, is that uh, when you talk about high dosages, what does that mean? Can you do that? Can you take more than the, let's say, recommended dose? Yes, and I know nobody really likes to stop and look at the label on their supplements, but you need to look at the label on the super silica because it will say um, it's uh, 15 drops um, 
Or if you look at the, the newer label with the bigger droppers, so you have less drops to count, it'll okay. say 12 drops, but it's, it's the same amount. So you, you would use um, 15 drops in 16 ounces of distilled or purified water, take one to four times daily or after physical activity. So when you're at that four servings a day, which is 60 drops, that's where people start to see things change um, more quickly when it comes to deficiency levels. You're getting more in. It's like the difference between having four Brazil nuts and 17 Brazil nuts. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that that's what I would say you need to do. Now, with the ophthalmologist, it was only under a doctor's care. He had to help his patient, that uh, woman, get up to 150 drops a day, which means she was drinking almost two gallons of water. She would start drinking from the time she woke up in the morning till the time she went to bed. Huh. You know, just, just sipping it. It doesn't you know, you have you have uh, one swallow of water every five minutes or something. Wow. You know, just a single swallow. But it was it was a large amount. So if you're de- dealing with anything like that with silica, you need to work with your doctor. She was under the doctor's care, and he did an amazing job, and he discovered things, and he's been just excited about silica ever since. Hmm. Wow, that's good. And 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 if you think about it, that after trying all of these super toxic minerals to try to do the the electrical solar cells when you have the solar panels on your roof for electricity you know they for years they were using uh you're talking about all the um you started this segment by talking about all the terrible pollution yeah, what has happened to. in the last 50 years i mean how do we uh how, how do we as slow growing human of homo sapiens how can we all of a sudden be totally okay with all the onslaught that is going on in the in, in the world. Well, yeah, because it's huge, huge quantities. When you talk about the whole world trying to go to solar electricity and solar cells, you yeah. know, they, they were using a, a, a gall, gallium arsenide. So you were just producing all of this arsenic and, and, you know, trying to get rid of it and dump it into landfills or into streams or rivers or down the sewer, whatever. Yes. Then they used... Uh, uh, copper, indium, gallium for the solar cells, and then they were using cadmium telluride. Cadmium is one of the most toxic minerals that can possibly happen, and we have now, the average adult in the United States has 15 pounds of cadmium in their body, and the safe level is zero. Huh. So we had all of that, and then guess, after all of that work, trying to do solar cells that would produce electricity, guess what they finally found out? Silicon. Know. Really? Silicon is well, Silicon the, Valley, right there. It is the best Conductor. because there are quantum physics properties of silica. Now, we're talking about silica for the human body and in our foods and in our supplements, but there are quantum physics properties, and one of them has to do with the eye, which is uh, deficiency level minus 11. And we're not just talking about eye pressure in terms of glaucoma. But it turns out that of all the cells of the human body, all the different types of cells we have, the highest percentage of silica in any cell is, are in the macula cells of the eye that are right in the center of the retina. It's a part of the retina that's specialized, that covers the optic nerve. And that macula um, has the highest percentage of it. And it's because one of the quantum physics property of silica is that it attracts light like it's in a tractor beam. It's not just light falling on the macula. The macula actually pulls the light into the eye. I see. So that means if a person has problems with night vision and driving at night, what what type of uh, nutrient might you suggest? 
Well, usually, usually you say berries, antioxidants, uh, carotenoids, vitamin yeah. A. Yeah, uh, but which not, are all good. I'm, I'm not saying cut out any of those. Yeah. You know, super silica is to add to what you're taking. It's not to replace it. But if you're doing everything you just mentioned, Jacobus, and you're still saying, well, I noticed a little improvement, but it's not where I want it to be, then I, I would say silica is definitely an essential trace mineral to consider. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the macula of the human eye and how much silicate has compared to the um, macula of a cat, of a, a feline eye, which one do you think has more silica? It's, a, it's, it's the cat that's able to see an almost complete absence of light. Whatever light there is in the room would get pulled into the eye. Yeah, but it sleeps all, all day. <laughs> that, that helps the vision, too. That Just would lazy. be a whole other show. You're That's absolutely right. The more good sleep and rest you get, the better your vision is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, let's see. We have another question. 522-8255 is the number. 406-522-TALK is the number if you want to get in touch with Bert Golding. And uh, if you like to text um, 266-7617. I, I I do have a quick question here before I go to the next um, question. Uh, next one, I can you mix the silica with the cell power? Um, yes, but not not to get the silica benefits. You don't. You want okay. to keep them in a separate glass of purified or distilled water. All right. Good. When when you mix the two together, it creates a completely um, separate third um, supplement that can only be fresh mixed, and we can talk about that maybe at a different time. Yeah. Uh, question over here. I have heard that Fiji water contains silica. My mom is in a care facility in Nebraska, but I live in Texas. If I leave several bottles of Fiji water, would that help a little with her Alzheimer's disease? How much I, would she have to drink daily? I, I think it would help a little bit, but we're talking about to get enough silica into the brain to displace the aluminum, you would have to have... Um, a lot. It would be more than she could drink. But but certainly, it's a good, healthy water. We've tested that water, and it has a high energy level. And it does have silica. It's not small enough particles to really be absorbed into the brain cells. But would it be helpful overall? Yes, because of the high energy content. It's a, it's a good water. It's one of the few waters we've tested. There's also another water that is the only clean springs in all of North America that is not polluted. Oh. Um, and it is out of Hot Springs, Arkansas. It comes in a glass bottle, and it's called Mountain Valley Spring Water. Mountain that Valley one has Spring almost a, a perfect silica content. And I would say if a, um, it comes in a one-liter green glass bottle, and uh, if a person could drink four, uh, four of those a day, they would, would be able to absorb silica. It would help. Oh. All right. Taking some notes here. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, hopefully that answers the question. And then uh, somebody says, um, I don't know if we have time for that, but he says, please discuss cell power again. What is in it and why should it give you energy? Well, it it's energized. The, the short 30-second answer is that it's uh, it has dissolved fruits, vegetables, and vegetable protein that when it's dissolved, it still attracts sunlight, and it is put out into the Southern California sunshine for uh, up to three months, and it absorbs that solar energy. And so it's like uh, drinking a, uh, a liquid, um, absorbable food solar cell. So 
know, the photosynthesis process is still going on with all of the dissolved fruits and vegetables. When you dissolve it, you're just losing the cell wall, mm-hmm. and you're getting it down to a small size. So it is loaded with sunlight. They're very excited about it in Alaska, especially North Alaska by Nome, because they feel like it's helping get sunlight into the person's body. I see. Hmm. Hmm. Which means a very high energy level. It's the highest energy level of any food or supplement on planet Earth. Wow, that's. Um, you know, yeah, I, know I take it every day, so I, I'm very happy with it, and I always put it in my water when I go to the gym, and I I refill that several times a day, so that is helping. But I need to start adding the silica, and yeah, I, yeah, I realized today that I um, I know that I'm silica deficient. Well, yeah, and, and you'll know, Jacobus, that you're not. Once the hair color returns to normal, it means you've been taking it long enough time. And usually, no matter how deficient a person is, by month 13 or 14 of taking it every day, they're able to say, okay, now my silica levels are back to normal because my natural hair color is coming back. i got to be careful with that, Bert. I may become irresistible. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, earlier in the show, you were talking about the black raspberry juice and what was no, interesting about... No, 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 about... no, not the juice. It is uh, uh, black raspberry extract. It uh, contains extract, the highest okay. anthocyanidins. Uh, more, well, than, more than blackberry, more than blackberries. Blackberries are very good, too. More than blueberries, more than strawberries, more than regular raspberries. So the black raspberry is a special kind of be- uh, raspberry. Well, see, out of all the foods, all of the, the meats, dairy, um eggs, vegetables, fruits, out of all foods for human consumption, grains, everything, the highest electrical energy of any um, food that's been tested is the raspberry. It beats out strawberry and everything else. It comes in at 23,500. Okay. So it would make perfect sense that uh, some that the ac- extract of that fruit would be higher in the things that help the human body. Huh. The highest electrical output is what you call it. Yes. Huh. It's in black raspberry. Wow. It's in black raspberry. Wow, very interesting. Well, well ra- raspberries are, Bo- the, both are, of them, are but, what... Yeah. Yeah, but, but the black raspberry sounds like it's even higher. Huh, wow. I, I think, therefore, that sometimes we gravitate towards certain foods. Um, it's interesting that when Daniel called up earlier about the Brazil nuts, it, it's actually one of my favorite nuts. So yeah. maybe the chances are that I need some silica, and that's the way I grab it. Oh, and, and for people that have not made their own raw cabbage coleslaw, it is the most amazing thing. And, and our family, out of all the picky eaters that didn't like to eat anything natural or good for you, they all still liked the natural cabbage coleslaw. It means taking red cabbage and green cabbage and shredding it either in a food processor, but don't make too much because it's not going to last more than a day yeah. as far as staying um, good to eat. But you, you shred that up, put a little bit of uh, turnip and maybe a little bit of carrot with it, and red beet. And then for the dressing, either do a, a good, uh, like like a Bragg's uh, apple cider um, vinegar. Yeah, or oh. or their their uh, oil and vinegar dressing. Okay. Or take a fresh orange, cut it in half, and squeeze half of that orange over the top. Just the orange juice as a dressing. Yeah. High in silica and all kinds of good things for you. Huh. Interesting. Who would have known? We have a little chef here in uh, Bird Golding also. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, we are hitting the end of the hour. I uh, am always, most often I am surprised when we hit the 10 o'clock that 
we're almost done and now it is 11 and I go where did the time go uh, where did three <laughs> hours go but I look at my notes and I see all the stuff that I've been writing down that I was able to write down without missing uh, to talk to you what a great education I, I really appreciate what you did to us today and uh, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing all this great stuff you are so welcome, and I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Jacobus. It's, it's been a privilege. Well, thank you very much. And, folks, I really appreciate all of you listening today. Uh, please tune in again next week when uh, when we talk about the black raspberries. So stay to put for other shows. We'll be right back.